Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Louis DeBrus coming up in about a minute's time for GCL Diesel. Tom from Red Deer has texted us on the Ashley Five Floors text line at 1234. Uh, Tom says, if the team hadn't lost so many times recently, I would say the effort last night was there. But even though the effort was there, it doesn't really matter right now because it was a loss, unfortunately. Everything is under a microscope. The first goal against has been really biting the orders in the uh, butt. I wish they could play with the uh, intensity that... Uh, that they showed last night for whole stretches of the game. I don't think they're as bad as the last bunch of games, but they definitely are nowhere near great. Goaltending issue, they need at least one or two high-caliber defensemen and for sure a couple bottom six forwards. That one comes to us from top. The texts are coming in so fast and furious. Uh, that we don't have time to get to them all, but we'll try to work some in and out of the show today. Uh, keep Texas on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. We'll tell you. The guests on the show receive guest certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Roos Chris Steakhouse is the greatest steak you've ever had. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring the night of the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. All right, as promised, without further ado, Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrus brought to you by GCL Diesel, providing genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices since 1972. GCLDiesel.com. Hello, Louis. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Bob. How are you doing? Uh, well, as one of the texters said, it's all about perspective. I had a, a guy text the show and say, Bob, as long as you're breathing, it's a good day. <laughs> and so that is one way to look yeah. at it. I think you get to a certain point in your life where you feel that way. Um, that said, Louie, you know what? When you're a, a broadcaster for a team that's in a 2-9-2 and two stretch, um, where, you know, not one of the three goaltenders that's played has been above 900 in save percentage. And the only guy that's got any wins during that 2-9-2 stretch is currently playing in Bakersfield. Uh, you got two of the world's best players. One of them's out with COVID. It's, it's been challenging, you know what I mean? And, you can, and, and, and maybe you can explain this better than anybody because you're a player. Uh, you've been a player for the Oilers. You're also a broadcaster. You're off, you you want to see the guys that you're around on a day-to-day basis be successful. And so the end result, Louie, I think it's fair to say is you hurt a bit with them, even though you can't do much about it. You know what I'm saying? 
<laughs> oh, for sure. And I mean, I think there's a lot of people hurting fans right now too. I mean, there's no question. They're passionate. They're angry, and they want nothing more than to see their team win, which I completely understand. And I can tell you, you know, Leon Dreisaitl's words kind of resonated with me a bit too, because I've been in a situation this team has been in a few times. I played on some some real tough teams over the course of my career, Bob. And I can tell you this: when you're in really lean stretches, and I've been in stretches like they're in right now. He's right. You're not looking next to you saying, okay, picking on a guy in your dressing room or trying to push somebody down or looking to see if maybe a coaching change should happen. All you're doing is focusing on trying to win the next game. You truly are. And it's it's a group mentality. It's a team mentality. And right now it's been a tough uphill grind. There's just no question about it. Every single game it seems like something's happening. They're losing a key player. COVID came in. They had injuries that decimated their back end. They're not getting timely saves. They're not scoring timely goals. I mean, you name it. You can put a list on paper, which I actually did, of quite a few things that I think are hampering this team from time to time. But when they all kind of seem to happen at the same time, then – it's really, really tough to overcome that. But, you know, I, I was listening to one of your texters that, that texted in, and I think it was, she said that if they bring that effort every time, then they'll be fine. And I agree with her. I, I, I say, you know, that's the one thing for me is you have to continually come out and put that game forward to a point where it becomes second nature, becomes your identity, and then you'll start to really see the benefits of that structure in that type of a game. I thought they played well last night, too. I thought they played hard. I thought they had some, some key goals from different players. The late goal in the first period, I think, was a backbreaker. I think it was just another one of those things where you go, wow, uh, another puck that bounces off a body and goes into the net, one that bounces off the back wall and finds its way in the net. You look at those goals and say, why are those going into our net right now? Well, you know what? That's what happens when you're in the situation Edmonton's in right now. The goals you're trying to score don't come easy. You've got to work really extremely hard to score those goals. And it just seems like teams get the bounces against you. Now, I don't know if that's real. I think you create your bounces, and I think that's the mentality that has to happen with this team is that it has to switch over to the fact that that swagger they had at the start of the year where we never really ever felt they were out of a game, Bob. You know, at the start of the year when they were tearing through teams the way they were scoring the amount of goals they were scoring and just, you know, they could be down two, three goals and you're like, yep, don't worry. They, they, they completely can come back in this game because they're just moving, they're rolling, they're firing pucks, they're getting those bounces, they're creating those opportunities. You know, for me right now at times I see this team and you can see it trickle into their minds, they're thinking a little too much. Instead of just having that free flow game yeah. where when they get that puck, it's that first pass tape to tape, they look up, they take that first option, they get that puck on their stick in a dangerous spot, it's off their stick on the net in a hurry. All of those things when you're not playing well and things aren't going your way, start to build up and manifest in your brain. Even though you're trying to block them out, it's really difficult. But you know, for me, the, the net front for me right now is one thing that I picked out last night. And I look at those types of goals. Teams, and you mentioned face-offs. Face, teams that were really good at face-offs seem to have good success against Edmonton. What I will follow up on that and build on that and say, it's the way they go to the net. The teams that are aggressive at taking up the front of the net, flying by, good with their sticks, good defenders that can shoot the puck into that danger zone are giving Edmonton a hard time because – they're just there and they're getting those bounces and they're creating second and third opportunities with a deflection, a save chaos in front. And that's something that I think Edmonton could, can get a lot better at can certainly block out better, be a little harder to play in front of their own goaltender. And that's just simply just battling a little harder, you know, just, just making sure that you're saying, okay, this is the one area we're going to sit and protect and we're going to protect it at all costs. And we're going to be really strong here. And then on the flip side of it, 
do the same thing in the opposition. You know, instead of being in the perimeter and holding on to a puck, which they do seem to have ample enough time in the offensive zone, but how many dangerous plays come out of that? That's the key. Unless it's McDavid, Dreisel, the top two lines. And even those two lines, Bob, I would say sometimes when they get that puck back to the blue line, it's got to get through. Too many shots are getting blocked. Yeah for the Edmonton Oilers, and they're not blocking enough shots. Like, And I'll go back to the, the a goal. You know, when you look at the goal with the Rangers, the wrister from the blue line, Kreider standing in front of Koska, and he gets a little piece of it, it finds its way through his equipment and dribbles into the net. Okay. Um, I, I have a real hard time, any deflection on net, giving a goaltender a hard time. I really do. Now, that one went through him. He had it. You think, okay, swallow that up. It found its way in the net. It was redirected. It was Kreider's 20th goal of the season. But it was the shot from the blue line. It was a wrister. Okay, it was a wrister that, you know, from a pretty darn good defenseman. But there was two defensemen standing in front of that net. Don't let that puck get to your net ever. And I think that's the mentality you have to start taking. I think the mentality has to be, and I call it the armadillo around the net, protect it at all costs, and then build from that. And it'll just simplify things. And, and that doesn't mean, like, take hacks and whacks and more penalties in front of the net. If that happens as a byproduct of battling harder in front of your goaltender, then so be it. But I just think if they clean that up just a little bit, the rest of the game will kind of go force them. And, and listen, there was a lot of good things in the game last night. They were down their top player. They were down two centermen. They were down Tyson Berry, their power play defenseman especially. And... They still were 2-2 after one period and had the lead in the game. Came back and actually had the lead in the first period for the first time in a while. So they're trying. They're trying. It's just a matter of putting these things together. We're joined by Louis DeBrusque. And, yeah, the you know 2-2 headed into the third period. You take that all day at that lineup. Two-fifths of the Oilers' then number one ranked power play because the Leafs passed them last yeah. night with that goal. Two-fifths. That's all Edmonton had left. Uh, you know, Hyman and Dreisaitl. They didn't have Nugent Hopkins. They didn't have McDavid. And they didn't have Barry on the number one unit. Yeah, Louis, right. um, you mentioning Nuge, who's been out for a few games. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just it's three sentiment out of your lineup. So I apologize for not adding him. But it's been so common that you just kind of, once somebody's hurt or yeah. COVID or out of the lineup, you just kind of push them to the side and then it's next man up. But, yeah, like, so I look at that and I say, okay, and the thing is here, Bob, until they get fully healthy, until you can put the line combinations together that Dave Tippett wants to put together here and really see what they have, they thought they knew what they had at the start of the year. They continually said they were still progressing and working on their game, which I really appreciated about the coaching staff of the team, that they weren't sugarcoating the fact they were winning some games that they shouldn't win. And this, I've never for once felt that this team has an inflated opinion of themselves. I really don't feel that. I feel that they're continually trying to work on things every day, and that's that's the mentality you have to take. There can be a swagger. You can play with confidence. But know every time you go to practice that you're still working on things to make you a better team. And I don't think they've ever changed from that. So, listen, this is a real tough stretch. I, I don't know if there's any way to really sugarcoat this at all. because Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's, nope. it's been a tough stretch, but the only way you're going to grind out of this is by grinding out of it. 
All right, Louis, I'm going to... Is it too simple to say it starts with goaltending? And I mentioned this, I prefaced this the last couple of days, those numbers in Vancouver, everybody, oh, Bruce Boudreaux's gone in there. And look, Bruce is a nice guy. I've been at dinners with Bruce through Gil Scott. He's a, he's a great guy. He does breed offensive confidence in his team. Thatcher Demko has a 955 save percentage in his seven starts that he's had. Halak, who's always been a pretty good goalie, is at 931. That's the reason why they're 8-0-1 in their last nine games, and they've had the easier part of the schedule. They're actually not oh. shooting the lights out in Vancouver, but they're, they're, would... the guys are stopping the puck. Louis, remember the start of the 11-12 season, Nugent Hopkins' rookie year? Nikolai Habibulin was at 960 when Edmonton was 9-3-2. Mm-hmm. and two. You and me looked at each other on the plane, and we're like, yeah, that, that, he's not going to be able to continue 960. He can't, just... can't maintain that. Right? And, and I, but I conversely, I... I mentioned Vancouver and contrast that with the Oilers. So when the Oilers were 16 and 5, all of their goalies were 914 or better through the first 21 games. Over the last 13 games now, 2 9 and 2, Skinner, the only guy that's got any wins, and I think we're going to see him here by the 20th. Skinner's at 899, Smith's at 877, and Koskinen's at 866. Uh, Smith's 0-2 and 1 and Koskinen's 0-5 and 1. Is it too yeah. simple to look at those numbers and say it starts no. in goal? No, 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 no. Or is not it fair? It's, it's not too simple, but I don't think you can put it all on the goaltender. And what I mean by that is you have to look at the quality of chances, too. Now, there's yeah. no question there's been some stinkers that have gone in the net. Like, I mean, you just can't. We've watched all the games. You've called all the games. You look at it and you say, hey, you know what? Like, sometimes you go, that's just a save that... I think the goaltender himself will say first, but everybody watching thinks you got to have. You just should save that puck. That should not go in the net. Now, it's the game of hockey. Those pucks do go in the net from time to time. Every single game. <laughs> like It's just, you know, you look at a goal, I mean, you could pretty much pick apart almost every game and say, mm, I'm not sure I like that goal. It could be a 50-50 one. And that's kind of how I break it down. Should have been a save, 50-50 if there was a deflection, traffic, fly-by, anything that could have you know, interfere with that goaltender's perception of that shot. And then the on the flip side of it, you got to say, okay, you know what? Sometimes you just got to tip your hat to a guy that buries a puck. Tip your hat to a guy that shoots it, puts it off the bar, and puts it in. There's a combination of all three. And that's how I always kind of break down a goal. I look at it and say, okay, well, you know what? That was mano a mano from distance. I'm sorry, that shouldn't go in the net. That's, that, it shouldn't, but it did, but it shouldn't. That's just one of those ones you're going to put on the check mark on the left side and say, okay, you're already down one nothing at this time, and I don't think that puck should be in the net. That's not a good good start, not a good sign. But then you also got to look at the high-quality saves that goaltenders are making. And I don't know how many times we talked about it where the Oilers, and especially through this stretch, especially through this stretch where they lost seven in a row, they would give up an early goal, they were chasing, and if it wasn't for one of the two goaltenders at that time, Stuart Skinner or Miko Koskinen, the other team would have ran away with the game. It would have been over because they had so many grade-A opportunities. Now, nobody wants to hear that and say, well, okay, you made the 15 great saves after you gave up two and one that was really not good, and the second one was 50-50 for me, but then you make 15 great saves. And I don't know how many times we talked about it, of you know Jack and I on, on the telecast saying, hey, he's, they're keeping him in it. They're keeping them in this game to allow them to stabilize, to allow them to try and find a way to claw back. But then it's that 
other one that goes by the goaltender at the crucial time in a 2-2 game or a game late where you're chasing and one squeaks through to make it 4-2 or 3-1. Those are the backbreakers. So I don't want to put it all in the goalies, Bob. To answer your question, though, yes, I think goaltending is a huge part of it, the most important position on the team. But I think it's the whole entire picture you have to look at, the whole frame to say, hey, where are the shots coming from? People funneling the net, high-quality shots right down Main Street. How many times have you seen an Edmonton Oilers player just walk in and get a shot between the hash marks in the last 20 games? Just, here you go, take this one, mano a mano with a goalie. Go ahead. I'll bet you can't count it on one hand if you take a... Well, I know Dreisaitl got one. Well, I'm just saying. He like, got one like yeah, that. You, you can pick one where he put it off the bar, but he made that move to the middle. There was guys that drove through to the net. Yep. He came off the half wall. He walked to the middle. Instead of trying to pass from the top of the circle, he has one of the best wristers in the game. He bar ends it. No problem. Okay, that's a great shot by a, an elite shooter in the game. I don't blame their goalie for that goal. I don't blame their goalie at all. 100%. That. You know what I'm saying? I look at that and say, hey, that's just a great shot. The Tarasenko one where he walks in all alone, buries it. You know what? Tip your hat. That's a great little play. Keith just misses the puck. He walks in and buries it. All I'm saying is I know that all we're going to concentrate on are the bad goals the goaltenders have given up. There's been a ton of great saves they've also made throughout this, this process. It's the timing of those bad goals that I think right now make it more difficult to swallow. And I just think, again, going back to what I said earlier, this team right from the get-go has to have that protect-the-house mentality, look for their opportunities like they did last night, they played a more conservative game, and they didn't give as many high-quality chances against it. It was a darn close game. It was a 2-2 game into the third period. It was a power play goal that scored a knuckler. I didn't like it. You know, it's kind of one of those ones where a guy scores a second power play goal of his life in the NHL. But give him credit. He took the shot, bar in, beats the goaltender. What, okay. I look at it and say his defenseman goes down, takes the bottom of the ice, maybe he screened a bit on that shot coming through. There was a lot of factors to that shot. It wasn't just a plain, straight on, here's a shot from a player, make the save. It was a puck that bounces, goes to a guy. Next thing you know, he gets it off in a hurry. The puck's up on edge. It's a knuckler, and there's a little bit of a partial screen. I'm not going to look at Mike Smith and say he should have had that, especially when it went right in the top corner. But, you know, if he makes that save, we're going to praise him for that save. That's not one I expected him to make necessarily. I just think that, again, the coverage in front of the net can be scrambly at times for Edmonton. They get a little panicky, and I think they just need to get a little more composed back there. Now, I know that's a power play goal. It's a different situation, but you have to just look at those situations and kind of write them off and say, okay, if you clean up the five-on-five, I mean, the bouncing goals towards your net, a fluky one-off Smith skate that goes off the back wall, but again, a shot that gets through. That's a winger that comes off the wall. Why does he have so much time to shoot that puck from there? Why does William Nylander have that amount of time to be able to take that puck and make that shot? Because I'm telling you right now, if you flip it and look at the Edmonton Oilers, how they played lately, they don't have that much time in the offensive zone. Teams have taken that away from them. And that's what Edmonton needs to start doing to the opposite. All right, look, i got to bag a couple texts in here. Fletch from Calgary says yesterday's game was simple. This team plays for Mike Smith, but not for Koskinen. How could you play for Koskinen when he lets in so many bad goals? And I believe it was Kevin Woodley's stat, 16. Can I, can, can I just okay, I'm going to continue the text. How could you play for Koskinen when he lets in so many bad goals? The goaltending issue, though, is on Holland. We don't need a coaching change. We need a number one goaltender. It's tough being an Oilers fan in Calgary. That one comes to us from Fletch. Louie, the floor is yours. Yeah, no, I'm just going to say this. I've played on teams where one goaltender's 
exponentially better or more per- perceived as better than the other guy, the backup goaltender. Do you know when your backup goaltender is in between the pipes? Absolutely you do. Sometimes it makes you tighten up the ship a little bit more. It should anyway because you want to protect them because he's a teammate, and that's kind of how hockey works. Sorry, but that's the mentality you have in that dressing room. But again, going back to what Leon Dreisaitl says, do you think for one second they don't know that Miko Koskin has let in some bad goals? They know 100%. There's no question. Are they going to totally hang him out to dry for it? No. Are they frustrated? Absolutely. But they're also frustrated in their own game. It's it's kind of a real it's it's a, it's a it's an odd situation, but they want nothing more for him to put up a big game and make the saves. And every time that he has, look at the celebration after the game. They're, they're, they just want to win. <laughs> this isn't about picking people apart, trying to bash people down. This is about trying to bring people right. up and make them better and protect them even more. And that's just the nature of guys that play hockey, in my opinion. From the time that I played to the time they're playing right now, and I think that's what Leon was trying to get at here is, hey, don't think for one second we don't understand that we're just not getting the job done right now. We know that. But we're not quitting on anybody. And he said that a couple of times, and I think it's really important to hear that from one of your leaders. It's like, hey, Let's buckle this down and get the job done. And because it hasn't just been Miko Koskin, you just ripped off the stats. You just ripped off the stats of those three goaltenders. And I know Mike Smith is a real small sample size. I mean, the guy hasn't played this year. I mean, it's that's first and foremost the goaltending situation, the goaltending problem. Is your starter has been hurt two years in a row for a substantial amount of time. There's nothing you can do about that. There's nothing at all you can do about that is try and patch it up, which they did at the start. Nobody seemed to mind when Koskinen went in there at the start of the year and bashed out all these wins. And everybody's like, holy geez, you know what? Okay, they're maybe not doing it the way they should do it, but they're winning games. And now they're losing games. And there's been a few games in there they probably shouldn't have lost. So you got to right the ship somehow. And I, I, I just truly believe it is exactly what Leon says. You need to go out there and you need to battle for each other. And you need to, it doesn't matter who's between the pipes right now. It doesn't matter because the bounces, the chances that the opposition are getting, and the way goals are going in their net right now, I don't care if you have the best goaltender in the world right now. Yeah, he's going to make more saves potentially, but those pucks are still going to find their way in the net on you because that's just what's happening right now in the game for them. And they need to change that mentality. They need to change that narrative, and they need to go out there and just make it a tougher, harder game to play against and be way more stingy. And that All right, Lou, I'm going to put you on the spot here. we got a minute left. Uh, we got a lot of texters saying Ken Holland makes you know $5 million a year. Why hasn't he addressed the goaltending? Uh, it's difficult to make in-season trades. I'm not giving Ken an excuse. I'm just saying that's the reality of the situation. So I'm going to ask you, would you contemplate recalling Stuart Skinner? He's 9-16 this year between the pipes. He's got the two wins over the last 13 games. You have a, a, a the game against Ottawa. You can give Smith that start, but would you contemplate having Skinner back up there? And people can text us at seven eight zero. Is the best solution the internal organic one, Louis, in the short term? I actually like Stuart Skinner's games, and I mean, I know he had a couple games that were tough for him, but he had a couple great games too. Um, I think there's a lot of lot of promise there. You know, is he ready for that? I I, I really don't know. I personally don't know if he is ready for. That limelight just yet, he's okay in small stretches. I'd have no problem with him being here to answer your question. I mean, if you want to bring up the three-headed monster, and obviously with Mike Smith, with the injuries he's had, and you know maybe he needs more time off and you want to sit him out a game, you want Stuart Skinner to get a couple more games in, then you start riding the hot goaltender, which I'm t- I've always been a-, a fan of. I think if a goaltender's playing well like anybody else, you look at streaky goal scorers, 
they go on streaks all the time. They go on tears where they everything they shoot's going in the net. And then there's a stretch of time where they can't put it in the ocean. Does that make them a bad goal scorer? No, they're great goal scorers. It's just that's the stretch right now they're in. They can't seem to find the back of the net. It's no different with goaltenders. When they're on their game, they're on their game. And I think you ride them. I think you ride them for as long as you can when they're hot like that. So if you want to get into a competition mode where you have three goaltenders, I mean, hey, try it. I wouldn't, you know, you have a taxi squad here. I, I, I have no problem with it. I think he's a, a really good young goaltender. I do think he needs reps, though. So if you're going to bring him up, you got to play him. And if that's the, that's the case, if you're at this point in time, if you're the Oilers and you're like, listen, we have lost all faith in Koskinen, and if that's the case, then you know what? Give it a shot. Give it a shot. Why not? I don't know if it's there yet. I think they're still trying to get healthy. I think they're still trying to get their lineup back and see what they have. But they also need to tweak parts of their game, like I said before. This isn't just goaltending. Yes, it's the biggest issue that we've talked about for the last month, if you want to call it. But here's the thing. It's about the way they're playing the game. And I think if they continue, like that one texter said, they continue to bring that game forward on a nightly basis and the bounces will start to go their way. I truly believe that. I really do. I've seen it happen over and over and over again in this league where that happens. But you have to buy in. You have to play that way. And then let the bounces fall where they may. And you'll start to get those bounces instead of those bounces going against you. Louie, great stuff. Thanks for your time, my man. See you, bud. That's Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBras brought to you by GCL Diesel, providing genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices since 1972. You can visit GCLDiesel.com. Into the Oilers Now Injury Report brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, James Brown, the gang at James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. They're the best. They're the heavy hitters of injury law. When accidents happen, go to JamesHBrown.com. McDavid, Barry, Derek Ryan, all in COVID protocol. Ryan Nugent. Hopkins lower body issue could be out a couple more weeks um, no update for you at this time on Josh Archibald uh, maybe uh, Alex Stalock I'm we'll, we'll wait and see what's happening there's you know he too has myocarditis and uh, Dylan Holloway closing in on eventually going down and joining the Bakersfield Condors after getting the wrist surgery. We ran along into a break on this one. It's 12.58 in Edmonton. And when we come back, we'll talk about Miko Koskinen's comments, Oilers goaltending with Kevin Weeks from the NHL Network and ESPN for Canadian Power Pack. Off to a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.